You're listening to Jump to Recipe, the show for busy people who love to cook. This is one of our older episodes from when we were called Time Management Insider. Back then, we focused on all kinds of time management for inside the home, not just cooking, except there was quite a bit of cooking back then too, because it was still me and I'm a little obsessed. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's jump in. This is Time Management Insider, a show where we share way too much information about meal planning and time management for inside the home. So I've been hinting at something a little bit lately, and today I finally get to tell you that the name of this podcast and kind of the theme is changing a little bit. And you probably know if you've been listening, this started out as a podcast about time management for inside the home. And I really wanted to talk about all kinds of things to do with homekeeping and parenting and just having a more streamlined life, except me being me that tended to involve heading back to cooking almost all the time. And so I'm always talking about food and cooking, the guests that I want to talk to, the people that I want to be inspired by, that I want to learn from, tend to be cooks. And so I decided it was time to stop pretending that I'm going to focus on things like laundry and just embrace it and talk about cooking. And so the new name of the podcast that you will see next week in your feed instead of Time Management Insider is Jump to recipe for busy people who love to cook. So when you see Jump to Recipe in your feed next week, don't be surprised or confused. That is me. I'm still going to be doing the same basic thing. I'm going to be talking to amazing cookbook authors and chefs and online food personalities. And I'm going to be doing meal plans at the end to make your life a little bit easier. I'm going to talk a little bit at the beginning of the show. All of that is the same. It's just a little bit more true to me that we have recipe food, cooking at the forefront. So stay tuned to see Jump to Recipe in your feed. Now I want to tell you about the show today. Super exciting. I am talking with best-selling fiction author Rachel Linden. If you've not read her books before, you need to pick them up. She's one of those wonderful women's fiction authors who weaves food and cooking into the story because it's touched her life and it's all about bringing people together and the joy of food and how it's all woven into the fabric of our days. And she really highlights that in her books. They're really beautiful. She has a new book out. It came out the day before we spoke. It is called The Magic of Lemon Drop Pie. So I'm going to be talking with Rachel about lemon drop pie and about her book and just about all kinds of great food things. And then after that, I am bringing you a meal plan, a five-day meal plan that features lemony recipes in honor of Rachel's new book. So stay tuned to the end of the show for the meal plan. And now let's talk to Rachel Linden. How's it going? Hi, Christine. It's going great. How are you? I'm good. And I want to say congratulations. So exciting. Your new book came out yesterday. Woohoo! It came out yesterday. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. It's it's now all the anticipation and nervous feelings like like uh, waiting to get asked to prom. 
do people like it? Are they going to want to read it? So, <laughs> well, yeah, it's it, lo- it looks beautiful and fun. It already has so many great Amazon reviews too. So I think it's probably, they're going to ask you to the prompt. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. Fingers crossed. Here's hoping. So I haven't read this one yet because it just came out yesterday, but I have read your last book and I want like the way that you weave food into the book is so wonderful. Starting from the first line. Is it okay with you if I read it? <laughs> oh yeah, go for it. The day my world crumbles, I'm dreaming about pie crust. Oh yeah, so, I love that line. So great. How do you weave food into the newest book? Oh, well, I'm going to just read you the first line of the newest book. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. I have it right here. So it's called The Magic of Lemon Drop Pie. And here's the first line. My life is a lemon. I face the truth afresh, bent over a cold stainless steel mixing bowl, whipping egg whites and sugar into stiff French meringue peaks. So basically, apparently, I just start all of my books with food. (laughs) Now that you're pointing that out, I think that's a trend. You know, I did not, I actually did not intend to have food as a theme when I started writing, but I just naturally, I, I grew up in this big Italian family in the Midwest. Midwesterners love food. Italians love food. Food is love. You feed the people you love. So I grew up with my grandmother and my mother in the kitchen, just cooking all the time. And so to me, so much centers around food and the family connections and the friend connections that come around the table and around Mm -hmm. food. And so when I started my stories, uh, started writing, I just put food in naturally. And finally, about book number two, my editor was like, okay, two things. One, this needs to be one of your themes because you just keep doing it. So obviously this is important to you. Just make it a thing, make it a feature. Mm -hmm. And then she also told me that she had to Every time she read my manuscript, she had to keep a lot of snacks on hand because it made her so hungry. <laughs> so with this one, everybody's been like, now all I want is lemon drop pie. Now I just want some lemon pie. So it's going to make readers hungry. So there is a recipe for lemon drop pie that you created in the book, right? Yes, it's in the back of the book. And my my uh, my publishing team was like, can you create a real recipe for lemon drop pie? And so I, I honestly, I know how to make pie. My grandma was an excellent pie maker. I can't make great crust, but I can make pie. And uh, so I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then I was like, I don't think I've ever made a meringue pie before. <gasps> so I dived into that. So there were a few duds and there were a couple of weeks where we ate a, a tremendous amount of lemon pie while I was trying to you know, like really perfect the recipe. But the end result is easy and it is super delicious and it's lemon drop pie. So story. what is lemon drop pie? <laughs> oh, okay. Lemon drop pie is essentially lemon meringue pie with some lemon drops melted into the filling. Oh. It's like, it makes it maybe a tiny bit more lemony, but it's basically just a creamy, delicious, sweet lemon meringue pie with some lemon drops in it. Oh, wow. I love that. That's exciting. Now I now I, I have the book on Kindle. Now I need to flip to the back to get the recipe. Yes, you need to flip to the back of the recipe. I think also um, I use Meyer lemons. I'm so obsessed oh, with Meyer lemons. And so they just give this like extra yummy richness to the filling that makes it really good. It's true. They have like an almost orange note to them or something. Mm-hmm. So Because I think Meyer lemons are actually a combination of like a mandarin and a lemon. They, they were crossbred. So you're right. It does have that sort of orange note because it is something that's not totally lemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. That sounds delicious. So in the last book, and I think it's true in this book, the main character works professionally with food. Is that something that you've done in your life or just something that you're fascinated with? No, I've never worked professionally with food. I'm just a home cook who loves the great British Bake Off. And uh, I was making lemon cookies actually yesterday for my launch event. And I was watching the Great British Bake Off. And as I'm making my little strangely little misshapen lemon cookies as they're making these like 
I have made a forest scene out of gingerbread. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm never going to be on that show, but I really do love baking and cooking. So I have not done it professionally unless you count scooping ice cream at a county fair, which frankly does not <laughs> count in any way. Uh, but I love food and I um, just really enjoy the thought of people who work with food and it's um, it combines well with magical realism, which is also in my books. And so it's just, it's worked. What is magical realism? The magical realism is when you take certain elements of a story and you put in a sense of the unexplainable, the wondrous, some magical, slight magical elements, often that relates to food and it often in women's fiction at least relates to some emotional themes that you're trying to highlight or draw out in the story. So for in the Enlightenment of Bees, the magical realism comes in that Mia keeps having these dreams about bees that are leading her toward her true path in life. And then in the magic of Lemon Drop Pie, the magical realism element is that Lolly is given the chance to redo her three biggest regrets in life. Uh, she's given three lemon drops and each lemon drop allows her to relive a day as though she'd made a different choice in her life oh, and to see wow. what that would look like. So those are the little, uh, so it's not fantasy. It's really grounded in our world, but it will have these sort of magical themes that step a little bit outside of our concrete world and allow us to to touch or experience the transcendent and the wondrous. Oh, that's beautiful. That really, I understand completely what you mean because it takes like our n- Monday normal life and gives it this like wondrous, beautiful flavor that we get to, yes. to experience. Yes. I like that a lot. Can yes. you tell me a little bit more about the plot of the new book? Oh, I would love to. Okay. So the plot is centers on Lolly, who is a pie maker. And she uh, gives up everything, including an engagement ring and her dream career in England after her mom dies unexpectedly. She goes back to Seattle to take care of her dad and her younger sister and to try to keep their family diner afloat. And then 10 years later, she's given the magical chance to redo her three biggest regrets and see if she can reclaim the life that she still is longing for and the love of the man that she can't quite seem to forget. Oh, wow. That sounds Mm. (laughs) great. I'm not going to ask that. I I really want to know if at the end she gets to continue in in the, the redos. But mm, <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of the question. What yes. happens? Yeah, for sure. So you do you cook a lot now? I do cook a lot. Now I have um I have celiac disease and so I can't have corn or gluten, which unfortunately takes out a lot of the yummy things in life. And so being able to cook has really been wonderful because I can make almost anything that I can eat mm-hmm. that I would miss otherwise. So I even managed at Christmas to make a really good cinnamon roll recipe with my grandma's like caramel pecan mm. filling. And, um, and I was able to do it gluten and corn free. So yeah, so I cook a, a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's I, the amazing different flour alternatives and recipes out there now for people who can't have gluten is really phenomenal. I just think it's like eye-opening to me that there's so many things that we can do and how, how inventive we are as a society and as cooks, you know, if you really want to have something, you can figure out how to have it, you know? Yes. And that's such a gift too, to people who have food intolerances, that there are alternatives or food preferences. I think it's never probably been easier to be vegan or, you know, to have different food lifestyle choices. There's just so much choice and availability of such a vast variety. So that is a real gift. I lived overseas for years and I did not have access to a lot of those things. So to come back was a joy to go, oh, the world just opened up. I can have all these things again. <laughs> so what do you love to cook for your kids, for your family? You have two kids, right? 
Uh huh. I have two kids. We because we lived overseas and we traveled so much. We have a pretty international palette, and so usually in my travels, I've been to a little over fifty countries in the world. And so usually, if I'm in a country, I like to whatever I loved to eat there. I want to come home and recreate, and we put it in the rotation. And so we eat. Italian, Korean, Hungarian. We lived in Hungary for five years in Budapest, Turkish. So we'll just have all sorts of things. Moroccan, we'll have lots of things on rotation. And so one night it might be this Moroccan lamb chili, and the next night it might be Hungarian goulash, and the next night it might be bibimbap from Korea. Yeah, so we just do that. And the kids, the kids sort of tolerate it with varying degrees of success, <laughs> but they like curry and their favorite food is sushi. So we've been making sushi, which is random. Like they won't eat mashed potatoes, but they like sushi, which doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So we've been making homemade sushi and that's our new thing this summer. Oh, I should try. So my daughter is, she doesn't like spaghetti sauce, like ground mm-hmm. beef, tomato, spaghetti sauce, but right. she loves sushi. If I ask her, where do you <laughs> want to go for dinner? It is sushi. sushi. And it's just so weird. I'm like, I can't, so it's maybe weird. I need to start making sushi. <laughs> like you won't eat spaghetti sauce. My son is like that. He won't, he hates spaghetti with a passion, but his favorite food is sushi. And he would just down crab sushi and smoked salmon. I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm glad you eat this, but also why don't you like spaghetti? So yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's easy to make sushi and it's very cost effective. And so we've really been enjoying. Here's the sushi tip. You don't have to use the expensive short grain sushi rice. You can use medium grain rice that you can get at the grocery store because we've been oh, doing that. Oh, that's a good mm. tip. I'm, I'm going to try it. So do you, sorry, we weren't supposed to be talking about sushi, but now I want to know if you do... <laughs> Do you do like rolls and that kind of yeah, thing? Or yeah, yeah, because like- the kids love the rolls. So we just do the rolls and we'll do smoked salmon or we'll mm-hmm. do the fake crab. Uh, they love the fake crabs. So we'll do the California rolls with avocado and cucumber oh, yeah. and then roll them up. And yeah, it's our new thing. It's really fun. That's great. That's Emily's favorite too is a California roll. She tries something new, but she always gets a California roll too. That's so fun. So wait, you just said you've lived in 50 countries? No, I've traveled, traveled to 50 countries. countries. I've lived in a number of countries, but traveled to 50. What yeah. has taken you to so many places? We were working overseas with a faith-based not-for-profit organization that was doing a lot of work. They do a lot of work internationally. So they do education initiatives, work with refugees, work with women who have been trafficked, all kinds of things. And we were mostly working in Europe for about seven years. And it was wonderful. We really loved the life, the food, the culture. Um, And I got to pick up a lot of really interesting just food habits and recipes from over there because they have such a long, beautiful history with food. Yeah. And it sounds like you got to spend a lot of time in different places, which lets you really like feel like it's part of you probably. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's that been a joy to feel like we can kind of incorporate all these different places. We've been the flavors of different places into our lives here in the US. What have been your favorite places? Do you have favorites? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> my favorite places. To, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I adore Paris because who doesn't adore Paris? We actually just got to finally, after so many years because of COVID, we got to take our kids back to where they were born in Budapest in the spring. And we stopped in in Paris and it was just like visiting an old friend and got to give the kids baguettes and shuk- uh, pan chocolat and all the good mm-hmm. stuff, which I can't eat. I just watch them eating, which is really sad. I just smell it. I'm like, mm, I can smell the butter, yeah, which is kind of pathetic. But uh, Thailand, Thailand has phenomenal c- cuisine and it was amazing. So to sit and have like fresh Penang curry made with fresh squid on the beach was mm-hmm. pretty epic. That's so I love Thai food. That sounds amazing. So you're probably doing, are you doing a book tour now? 
I am doing a book tour. Yeah. Where are I you? Have... Are you going places for that? <laughs> yes, finally. Things are now doing in-person events. So it's my, yesterday was my launch party uh, on Mercer Island near Seattle. And it was my first event in a couple of years because of COVID. And so it's just been, it was delightful to actually be with real people face to face again. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a bunch of events um, around the Puget Sound area this time. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. You, so but this is this book set in Seattle as well? Well, it is. Yes, it's set in Magnolia, this sweet little neighborhood in Seattle that is just the cutest little charming town inside of Seattle. But it also takes place in Hawaii and Florida and uh, Brighton, England. Ooh, where in Florida? So, I'm, I'm in Orlando. Oh, I th- I'm trying to. Oh, gosh, I think I put it in Miami. I'm trying to remember. It wasn't like it was in Florida, but it was more. That was one of. Oh, no, I can't give that away. I can't tell you that. <laughs> It's what one of her days involves Florida. And I think it was, yeah, it was Miami. Miami, Miami so is a great place. Yeah. It's a good choice. Miami's a good choice. Thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Orlando, Orlando is a bit weird. It's just, I, I love it. It's, and I've been here for 15 years, but it's a, it's a bit of an odd place. So are you working on another book now? Yeah. So actually my next book is with my editor right now. So we're about to go into the editorial process. And my next book takes place half in Paris and half on San Juan Island. And it's about a Parisian chef who in one day loses her boyfriend, her job and her sense of taste and goes to San Juan Island to reconnect with the mother that left when she was three and to try to regain her spark in the kitchen. So there is all kinds of magical realism, all kinds of food, all kinds of Paris and Paris food in this one. It's so fun. Oh, that sounds amazing. I'm so excited for it. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for talking with us today. I'm so excited about your book. Can you tell people where they can find it or where they can find you online if they have questions? What's the best place for people to connect? Yes. So the book is on sale lots of places. They can find it on all the usual suspects, Barnes & Noble and Amazon online, and then any independent bookstore is able to order it for them. And a lot of independent bookstores are carrying them. And so I always encourage people to go to independent bookstores because I love them and Mm -hmm. they're wonderful, wonderful parts of our community. So you can order The Magic of Lemon Drop Pie anywhere. And it was out yesterday, so it should be available. And then uh, they can connect with me um, on Instagram or on Facebook at Rachel. I think I'm Instagram is uh, Rachel Linden underscore writer. And then Facebook is Anyway, you can find me, author Rachel Linden. I think it is on Facebook. (laughs) And then the best place to connect with me is rachellinden.com, my website. And there they can subscribe to my newsletter. And if they subscribe to my newsletter, I send each subscriber, just as a free welcome gift, a booklet of my favorite recipes from my childhood and my travels around the world. So that's kind of fun. So that's the best place. And they can also contact me personally if they want to through my website. Oh, wonderful. I love hearing from people. Great. I'll put links to all of that in the show notes for people too. Thank you so much, Rachel. Oh my gosh. Thanks. Thank you so much, Christine, for having me. It was a pleasure. Me too. Have a great day. So since Rachel and I talked, I have gotten into the book. I'm about halfway in and I am loving it. I cannot wait for you to check it out as well. I'm putting a link to The Magic of Lemon Drop Pie in the show notes. You can head there that way, get yourself a copy and dive in. It is a tasty treat, a really fun and and thought-provoking read. I think you're going to really enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Rachel. And now I'm going to turn to the five-day meal plan for this week. As you know, every week at the end of the show, I 
walk you through a five-day meal plan. It's all coordinated so that the recipes kind of work together. They use some of the same ingredients so that your grocery list is nice and short. At the same time, there's a lot of variety so that you're not getting bored. So the meal plan, you can get it online after this. If you head over to, I'm going to tell you in a second where to go, but you head over there, you get the meal plan. It has all the instructions, kind of like what I talk about in here, links to all the recipes and a printable grocery list to go with it. So you can print that off, head to the store and know that you're covered for the week. So to get that meal plan and all of the other 98 meal plans that we've done, head to cookthestory.com slash meal plans. This is meal plan number 99. Let's dive in. So this meal plan is all inspired by lemon. And so we are starting with one of my favorite recipes to say, Avgo Lemono. That's the Greek lemon soup that's thickened with egg, kind of the way that like hollandaise sauce is thickened with egg. It's really rich and creamy. It's got pasta and chicken in there as well as the egg and lemon. That's the lemono part of that title. And you're going to have that with some raw veggies, some bell peppers, cucumbers, and then some Greek dressing and feta cheese on those. On day number two of this meal plan, we're doing a baked tilapia. This one's kind of like a piccata inspired. So it's got capers and lemon, but it's baked. It's not done on the stove. So it's extra easy. You're going to have that with some farro. And I'm going to say make some extra because we're going to use them for some really nice chicken bowls later in the week. And you're going to have roasted fennel with that. I love fennel. So good roasted. It gets like creamy, a little bit licorice It's going to be really nice with those lemon flavors. I'm going to say before you hook the fennel, cut some off because we're going to have some raw on on another day. And so you're going to want to just cook like three quarters of it on this day. And then the rest will be for the raw. Except if you're like me and you love fennel so, so, so much, then you might want to get two bulbs of fennel, do one and a half roasted and then half for the raw later. Okay. Third day of the meal plan, we are doing some shrimp. I'm going to give you some instructions for grilling them and for sauteing them, air fryer. There's a whole bunch of different ways. Doesn't matter how you cook the shrimp because this is all about the Greek lemon potatoes. And I'm going to tell you, I worked on this recipe with Dawn Mancuso. You know that she is my recipe developer. And we really worked hard at perfecting Greek potatoes because often they're either not browned or they, they just don't quite work out exactly right all the time. And so this recipe is perfect. It is the perfect Greek lemon potatoes. I swear they're amazing. And we're going to have that with some Greek salads, lettuce, tomato, cucumbers, bell peppers, olives, and feta. I'm going to say get some green olives though, because I think they're going to work better with what we're having on the next day. So only buy one kind of olives, except if you have a bunch of kinds of olives in your fridge already, use the black ones, the Kalamatas that go with the Greek salad for this day and then get some green ones for the next day. But if you're buying olives, especially to use just for this meal plan, then just get green ones and you can use them for both. So that leads us to that fourth day. We're having those chicken farro bowls I told you about. So you're going to have the leftover farro heated up. You're going to cook some chicken, however you want to cook it, or just get a rotisserie chicken that totally works. You're going to top that with some of that thinly sliced raw fennel, some fronds from the fennel. Oh, they're really nice. They're kind of dill-like. They have that flavor and then some tomatoes. But then what you're making for like a sauce to drizzle over this is basically like a Rui sauce, which is the sauce that's traditionally served with bouillabaisse. But we're going to add some lemon zest to it. So that sauce is like a red pepper aioli. So we're going to make it with mayonnaise, roasted peppers, garlic, and then a lot of lemon zest. So I'm going to link to the bouillabaisse recipe because that has the Rui in it. And you're just going to make the Rui, but with lots of lemon zest added to taste. Just taste it and see how much you want to add. Okay, and then the fifth day of this meal plan, we are finishing off the week with some steak. 
and asparagus. I'll give you links to cook both of those. But then the piece de resistance on this one is lemon garlic bread. So it's kind of like your crusty, crunchy, soft in the middle garlic bread, but it's got like lemon zest and other flavors in there. It's really, really tasty, really special. A little bit more exciting than regular garlic bread, although I'm always pretty excited about garlic bread, you know? Okay, that is our meal plan for the week. That is our show for the week. I want to remind you that coming next week, we're going to be Jump to Recipe. I cannot wait for this to happen. We're getting a new logo and everything too. It's going to be really, really fun. So watch for Jump to Recipe. Thank you so much to Rachel Linden for being such an amazing guest. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Caroline Hull and our team from Wild Home Podcasting for producing this episode. And as always, thank you to Audio Snack for all the great music. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> 